Dana Lash here for ARC Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, Food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARC Seed Kits. You can visit ARC, A-R-K, ARCSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, ARC Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time so and they can be harvested and regrown year after year you guys know how heirloom seeds work right Chaz chop in portland didn't so visit arc seed kits and enter dana to get your 10 percent discount code and be on your way to food and economic security helping you and your family and your community it's a limited time offer visit arcseedkits.com ark and order your seed kits and save 10 percent today Now, that's good news for Republican candidates. Voters most concerned with the economy favor Republicans overwhelmingly. The margin is two to one. Does Biden deserve the blame, as every GOPer says? Yes. Why? He's the president. It's on his watch. The cost of gas, 241 before him, 383 now. It's up 59 percent. Cost of eggs, up 30 percent year over year. Leads people to be down on the economy. How do we know? 57 percent say their financial situation is getting worse. Only 23% say it's getting better. All bad for Biden. So, Mr. Cuomo, you voting Republican come November? My goodness. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show. It's a Friday. Woohoo! It's a Friday. It's a Friday. I'm Sergio Sanchez reporting to you from the Dana Show Southern Command and deep South Texas, Rio Grande Valley, Texas. Still on blessed soil, amigo. We're in USA, and it's Texas. It's a double blessing. Thank you, Dana. Lord bless you and Chris, where you guys are right now traveling. Big hug and a kiss to both of y'all. Thanks for firing up Southern Command for the Dana Show. Man, we got lots to talk about today. Right, that's Mr. Cuomo complimenting. Well, he sounded like a Republican strategist there, like a strategist there for, for a, a few seconds. Yeah. Well, see, it's more than just Mr. Biden is to blame because it's his watch, because it happened on his watch. No, it's more than that. And, and for all of y'all tuning in to the Dana Show daily, thank y'all so much for trusting Dana, trusting the team to just talk, facts, do a little deeper dive into what's going on. You're, as I like to refer on, on my talk show here in South Texas, you, just because you're, you're you know, consuming all this information and reading so much and listening so much, you're smarter than the average radio listening bear. It's more than just the fact that Joe Biden is in the White House. Joe Biden had the power to encourage certain segments of the economy to keep flowing properly, maybe go rescue some of the segments of the economy. And it's more than just the typical government solution where you throw money at it. How many billions and billions of dollars, and monopoly dollars, may I add, it's all deficit spending. And we we bailed out the airline industry, bailed out restaurants, bailed out, what else, movie houses of 
and, and, and theaters. Everybody's getting a bailout check. Individuals staying home, just watching TV all day, they get a bailout check. Trillions upon trillions of dollars of monopoly money. Yeah, it happened. I Yes, it did happen under President Trump, right in the throes, in the, in the thick of it, of the whole COVID thing. Absolutely. I grant you that. Trillions of dollars for our children and our grandchildren that they will be forced to pay. Whatever they produce, whatever product, whatever talent they attain, whatever assembly line they create, their wealth, their prosperity, you know, the government thieves will come in at the national, local, county, city. They'll come in all these districts and will scoop away some of that wealth. And may I remind you, amigo, as, as you think about these existential <laughs> issues, never forget, amigo, never forget. It is the market. It is liberty. It is the market. It is the, the individual. It is services and products that are created, that are executed, that are sold, and from that transaction, the tax is scooped away. From the revenue, from the salary of all that, the taxes scooped away. Here come the thieves, the government thieves. They get their guarantees here. Think about it this way, amigo. Get rid of this assembly line. Get rid of industry. Get rid of products. Get rid of all the services that are provided. Just remove that. Where is government going to get its money, real money, not just monopoly debt money. Where's the government going to get all that money to pay its employees? And I'm talking about all government, from the post office to the local schools to the county courthouse to the courts, the sheriff's office, on and on and on. Where are they going to get that money for all these grants from the agriculture department, from the Department of the Interior, and so on and so on and so on, transportation? Where are they going to get that? Without fuel being pumped into the vehicle, there's no gas taxes. So much for hating big oil and hating gasoline. Where are you going to get your taxes now from all these electric cars? Oh, they're, they're scheming and they're devising right now. It's the market. It's the individual that needs to be taxed. Think about that when you go vote. And election day is here. And, and Mr. Cuomo sounded like a, like a Republican there just, just seconds ago. Blaming President Biden, I, I guess he's just wanting to straddle the fence and want to look good for some of the conservatives ain't watching you. Liberty-minded individuals ain't watching you, Cuomo. Independents sure as hell ain't watching you anymore. You got nothing to say. You've com- been completely discredited. But he's trying. Because after all, you know, he needs a new pair of shoes. He needs to feed his kids. He, he's got a nice home, I'm sure, up northeast that he needs to provide, you know, pay the tax man and, you know, pay his mortgage and pay his light bill for it. So he's got his own job to protect. The president has the power of encouraging. Not providing for, but encouraging. I know subsidy and all that. But from the very simple issue of President Biden, you know, right now, coulda, shoulda, woulda help the supply chain mess that we were in in COVID because we shut down for COVID and all the assembly lines shut down. And we lose about 10% or more of the truckers, the 18-wheelers, and the need to deliver all, you know, the, the eggs and the milk and the baby diapers and everything else, they're gone. The fuel, they're gone. The drivers, the frontline workers, 10, 15 percent of the workforce, gone. All these job openings everywhere. As soon as we came out of, of COVID, people stayed on the sign. They retired. They found some other gig, some other business. And we're short about 
anywhere between 7 and 10% of the workforce. And we got jobs everywhere. It's, it's a very strange twilight zone economy that we have right now. Because what the playbook they used to work before, which was, well, let's get the Fed to raise the price to cool down the economy so we don't build any more homes, and then we won't need as many uh, wood planks and shingles and AC units and nails and all that stuff. Slow all that down so everybody that puts components into building a home and everybody swinging a hammer, all that stuff slows down, purchases, purchases of homes slow down, and, and then we'll, we'll tap the brakes on the economy. People still buying. Companies still need employees. I mean, how many, about 10 million plus openings we have in the country right now? Where, where are you going to cut your roles? <laughs> Who are you going to fire? What, by attrition, you'll take the help wanted sign off the, the window? <laughs> or take it off the help wanted ads? It's a... What a strange situation we're in right now. It is Joe Biden's fault that we have inflation because, and I've said this before, look, from my perspective, talking with Friends who are economists and academics, and I just I love talking to, the, to these friends. I mean, I'm almost thirty years of broadcasting now in South Texas, because I always learn something new from them. Look, when we, you guys remember when we had the ships waiting offshore California, and we had oh hundreds, hundreds, maybe even thousands. They were coming in from China, coming in from Asia, coming in from even from Vietnam. Yeah, we're, we're making sneakers in Vietnam. They're coming in from Asia, parking offshore California, waiting for their turn for all these dudes to you know take the cargo container things off. What was the call from President Biden declaring a national emergency to offboard all that cargo from the ships? Maybe, I don't know, with international cooperation, much like, hmm, President Trump, I'm guessing, probably in an alternate universe somewhere where Trump was still president, maybe calling on friends, reliable friends in Mexico. From Manzanillo Port and other ports on the Pacific side, say, hey, dude, hey, thanks for helping me out on the whole immigration thing and uh, you holding all the illegal immigrants in, in Mexico and um, you know making sure that they process properly for this asylum thing that they want to gain. Thank you for holding them in Mexico. Hey, could you help us out? Uh, we got a bunch of unions and shortage of labor and shortage of trucks on, on the West Coast. Could you help us out and through your super highways in Mexico? Can you host some of these big old ships off board and bring it up through Arizona, bring it up through Texas? Make sure we get the merch over here. Can you help me out, Miguel? I, uh, President Trump in an alternate universe, I think he would have done something like that. I'm thinking in a true national emergency, which it was. Well, we had those hundreds and hundreds of ships, big old, big fat ships over there with with all those cargo container boxes. That's the time, and I was thinking of Ronald Reagan. Remember Ronald Reagan fired uh, fired all the air traffic controllers? Who went to all the towers to work the air traffic control gigs to make sure all planes were safe? Everybody from the Air Force. Anyone from the National Guard. Anyone with any flight experience and control tower experience from the military perspective, everybody was called up, go fill up those towers because the the unions dig their heels in and President Reagan fired all of them and we got through that season. It was a national emergency. The planes still need to fly. It's going to shut down the economy. President Reagan did it right. He showed leadership. That's why he was such a great president. Joe Biden, He ain't no great president. He's probably the worst president. I imagine Jimmy Carter in his advanced age, he's probably smiling ear to ear going, boy, this, <laughs> this dope making me look good. 
He showed no leadership during the crisis, distributing all these boxes off, you know, the West Coast, calling in, maybe calling in the military. What's one thing that folks in our kids in the military, and God bless them all, or volunteer kids in the military, because mostly it's all, it's, it's, it's a volunteer military force in our country, and many of these kids go through high school, and they decide, I want to serve, just like my dad, just like my uncle, just like my grandpa. <laughs> Unfortunately, because of, again, the just asinine policies of the Biden administration, we, our military is weaker. Many reports coming out of late, how, how weak our military is, just by numbers, talent that's not coming in, because... This administration still demands that these kids get a prick, a, a COVID prick, get the vaccine, or else you can't serve. Those who refuse to get it, they're no longer on the front lines. They're no longer doing the exercises, no longer getting paid. That's Joe Biden taking our military strength, taking down our national security bit by bit. There's one good thing among the many things. But one of the good things about our military, they're good at logistics. Take for for those of y'all paying attention to what's taking place in Russia, taking place in Ukraine. Ain't it amazing, guys? How in Russia, uh, in Ukraine, the Russians—they're bumbling fools. They look like Keystone cops, falling over themselves, getting their s- supply chains blown up. The great Soviet bear, the powerful Soviet bear, intimidating. Nothing but a little cub. Even more probably nothing like a little kitten. Meow, meow. There's legit, they stink. They suck at logistics. They've been dying by the thousands because they can't figure out the logistics side. The former Soviets, now the Russian. Our kids are real good at logistics. I figure one phone call from a true leader, like let's say a Ronald Reagan or a Donald Trump, especially businessman Trump, who knows about distribution and logistics and warehousing. And move, let's, let's, for the sake of keeping the business bottom line in the black, let's get the National Guard. Let's get the military involved. Let's distribute. Let's go out to the West Coast. Let's declare an emergency. Let's go off board and get those trucks lined up from the military and distribute to clear that backlog. None of that happened. And that's just one of the issues. The other one is energy, isn't it? Joe Biden goes into the office and immediately hog ties American oil production that was vastly superior to the, even the Saudis. We were number one when it came to distribution, exporting. We were exporting for the first time. And Joe Biden goes in there with his climate change, religion, this cult, hog ties us, and we're all paying through the nose. Bef- even before the whole Russia war, Putin war thing, we were, we were north of 350. Putin did his mess, scared everybody. We were... You know, around five. We hit national average five. It was energy. His stupid decisions, and absolutely he's responsible for the inflation in this country. And, of course, Joe Biden pushed too much monopoly money after we spent trillions already under Trump. And after all the warnings, even Obama economists and other friends telling, Mr. President, don't do this. Don't push with this. You guys don't pass this. They still pass trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars more in monopoly money. You have too much money in the market. Everybody's got money to spend, but you don't have enough goods at market. What happens? It's common sense. Inflation. My goodness. Think about all these things. As you go vote on Monday, Election Day is here, amigo. 
Monday is election day. What? That was November? Yes, we got two weeks of early vote all over the country. And it starts on Monday. So think about all these things. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, you're listening to The Dana Show. You want to say hello? I'm doing more of the Twitter thing these days. Thank you to our neighbor here in Brownsville, Elon Musk. Yeah, he's, he's got the SpaceX thing here in South Texas. So you want to say hi? You say at Sergio Talk and send a greeting. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. That's right. It's the Dana Show from her Southern Command. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my buddy Dana. So everybody working over at, as Dana says, the Twitters. <clears throat> Man, they better be brushing, cleaning up the resume. Elon Musk in the news saying he takes over Twitter. He gets control of the wheel. 75% of employees. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, employees. Bye-bye. Yeah, he's going to keep the smarter, more cooperative nerves, make sure that, you know, he innovates and sells other stuff. So good for Elon Musk. I did tell you he's my neighbor down the street, right? Well, kind of like 60 miles away in Brownsville, but he's got his little rockets down there. Let's see. The White House confirming Russia is using Iranian drones to attack Ukraine. All good. <laughs> what you going to do about that? <laughs> Let's see. And... Arizona fighting back against federal demands to stop an improvised border improvised border wall. Arizona governor saying, "No, you're the government. You got you're supposed to be in charge of this. You ain't doing nothing." No, border wall stays in Arizona. Good for you, governor. This is the Dana show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hello? It's at Sergio Talk. Stick around. Happy Friday. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899.
Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Uh, Fetterman, are are you satisfied with the progress of the bridge? Silence. Yeah. Silence. It's John Fetterman running for Senate and, and PA. He's a little slower than most of us, and it's a health issue, and I understand, and, and I empathize, and I pray the poor man gets his strength back, get back on his feet, and be productive for for his sake and for his family. John Fetterman, though, and it, this is what surprises me. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show. I need to reintroduce. I'm Sergio Sanchez. I'm in for my buddy Dana Lash. This is, as I refer to it, here in the studios of KURV in, in South Texas, RGVF, Texas, the new home for Elon Musk. He's firing rockets out, out here in Brownsville. Uh, this is the, the Dana Show Southern Command. If you want to say hi, it's at Sergio Talk. And as I said before uh, the break, if you're just joining us, man, Election Day is here, amigo. It's here. I know Election, the Election Day is November 8th. And one of the questions I've been jumping around my head. Would you like to go back to the way things were without all this early vote, all this crazy? Just have one election day. And I'm good for declaring a a national holiday. Everybody get the day off. Get your butt to, you know, go vote. If you can't leave your house, well, only in those conditions. You're infirm. You're bed-bound. You're in the hospital, whatever. Something happened. Maybe make accommodations for you. Maybe with a, a absentee ballot. You Something like that. Just, but we need to minimize all that. You want to go back to the way things were as far as election? An election day? A real deal election day? I'm in that group. Because we've opened up to way too many opportunities for abuse. Anyway, back to John Fetterman out in PA. And what surprises me, now that the election is here, and I say this again because Monday is election day, friend. Monday for many areas. Monday is the first day of the two-week early vote in our country. Many states are kicking in elections. So here it is. And I I was glancing at some polling data. Governor Greg Abbott against the fake Mexican uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke here in Texas. Which, by the way, yo, Robert, yo, Francis, you're going to get your skinny, hairy butt handed back to you by Greg Abbott. But though, why don't you go to California? Oh, they love you in California. I bet you next time, and, and he's and Governor Goodhair knew some. He's probably not going to run. He's, he's probably going to run for president. Because uh, I really, I really don't think that Joe Biden's going to make it all the way to the finish line. I don't want anything bad happening to him. But the dude's senile and old, and it's just life. He's he's not firing all cylinders, and and already and the indication is that that Governor Gavin Goodhair Newsom in California he wants to run for president. How do I know? He's advertising in Florida, poo-pooing Ron DeSantis. He's advertising in Texas, poo-pooing our gun laws and abortion laws around. He wants the attention, and he's putting some extra gel and coming back his feathered hair, getting those nice, pretty little suits of his, and he wants to be the face and the voice. The, the, the Democrat, whose name is most mentioned, 
when Joe Biden is not mentioned. Not even Kalama Harris. Kamala Harris is getting uh, that type of press time. He wants to elbow in. So without him, yo, Beto, a.k.a. Beto, fake Mexican, Robert Francis O'Rourke. Dude, you should run for governor in California. I bet you you'd win. I, I bet dollar to a donut, dollar to a dozen donuts, ten dozen donuts. I bet you Robert Francis O'Rourke would win governor in California. Anyway, so he's still on the ballot here, so he has to clear this loss before he goes you know, panhandling for political donations for the next political race that that he wants to, you know, put his battle, his name on the ballot for. So the election day is here and it's still way too tight. Even in PA, I just find this amazing. For affiliates of the Dana Show, you guys family in Pennsylvania, you guys who love liberty, you independents who love America, who want new ideas, new policies, arrest inflation, push back against this White House that is hog-tying us on energy, just wants more monopoly money, is just doing just some stupid things to take down America, weaken our military, all those things. Independence, you need to save this country. You guys need to show up big time and vote. It's, 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 it's issues. It's policies. Uh, maybe, you know, you don't, don't like Dr. Oz, but in my opinion, dude, you need to get that dude in because you, you do not want soft-on-crime Fetterman up in Washington. I, I know, and unfortunately... It's it's a popularity contest for the most part. When it comes to politics, that's sad. And it's it's people will go vote for everything except the issues. And right now, the ones who are absolutely tone deaf at the national level are the Democrats. They, they think it's like women's reproductive you know, issues. A Democrat leaders and this once great Democrat party that I would say loved America. I have to go all the way back to JFK days. Democrat Party leaders, to their peril, their party's peril, are ignoring the key issues. It's not boys who are now girls should be playing with other girls. It's, it's not drag queens having access to you know, little kids and you know, moving their tush, shaking their tush in front of these little kids. It's, it's not anything other than security issues and inflation. And the Republicans are on that frequency right now. And despite that, in Pennsylvania, John Fetterman, who was the lead prosecutor, right, representing the state and taking cases to court and fighting on behalf of the state, this dude, his, he's got a head full of ideas. If he can ever get them out and express them properly, he has to cloak himself, hide himself behind um, a, a tunic, a robe of conservatism or middle-of-the-road ideas to fool voters into never figuring out that he's soft on crime. He wants to turn styles at county and city jails. He wants no bond. He's, he's one of those crazy who wants no bond, put people back out on the street. Social justice warriorism in, in the prosecutor's office, at DA's offices across the state. That dude does not belong in the U.S. and absolutely not. All health issues aside, and it's the health issues right now that people are focusing on most. Producer Phil, I think it was cut five. Uh, this is um, an example of what's on the mind for people. And, and this is coming to the surface now. It's almost election day. Monday's first day of early vote, and we're still way too close in that Pennsylvania state run. But this is the issue that dominates. It's not 
public safety. It's not defund the cops. It's not even the U.S.-Mexican border on all the, the cartels sending illegals this way and fentanyl. It's what's becoming a reality because this dude can't speak. Cut five, Phil. It's hard to watch him speak because you, you, you want the words to flow. You want him to be able to have that ease of communication. I don't have a problem with the fact that he needs closed captioning. I think that way for him and if he becomes a, my representative, I'd want him to be clear as to what the other party was saying. This reminds me, and there's a video out on Twitter out there somewhere, and, and other social media. Someone, someone did us a favor, took a microphone, a young lady went and asked a bunch of college kids at UT in Austin, you know, that weird town in, in Texas, we just need to uproot and send to California, went to the University of Texas, asking all these students, hey, you, you, you voting for, and she said Beto, well, you know his name, Robert Francis O'Rourke, fake Mexican, you're voting for him, so tell me one policy that you love. Oh, I... I don't know. I, I don't keep up with politics, but I, I like him. I'm going to vote for him. That's pretty every, every single. And it applies. Stupid kid. Because <laughs> they don't know anything. They just they're, It's a popularity contest. Right now in Pennsylvania, despite the, the physical shortcomings, do you think it'd be like a 10-point gap between Dr. Oz and Fetterman? Fetterman's policies are more dangerous than his health condition. College students all over the place, all over the country, voting for a bunch of leftists and liberals, not knowing they're, they're potentially sacrificing their freedom of speech, their freedom of free markets and prosperity, th- their very own liberty by been, getting a bunch of these statists in there. Man, you need people get informed. Make sure your family, especially your college kids, you have a sit down with them. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, you have a sit down with your college kids before they go vote next week. Make sure they understand the issues. And if they're all a bunch of comic, you know, quasi-communist leftists, fine, go, kid. Go vote for any Democrat on the ballot. All right, off the soapbox, sir. I'm going to talk to you about something else. What do you do when you leave the store, you know, the big box store, the grocery store? What do you do when you realize you had, like, after all the bags, you clear all the bags, you put in the back of the truck? And you're like, oh, man, look, I still got a, a, like a yogurt cup in here or a pack of gum. Like I, I take the car all the way back inside, and I say, look, I didn't pay for this. There you go. I don't want to go. I just I keep it back. But, you know, in this new world of self-checkout, right, everybody's self-checking out, everybody, uh, Target, Storch, Target, Walmart, you guys in other parts of the country got, uh, what, Winn-Dixie's, and around here in Texas we got H.E. Butts, Albertsons, all those places. That's, that's common. Have you ever wondered how many people do the five-finger discount? Maybe even some of them think that they deserve it because, hey, they're not employees, but they're doing the whole self-checkout thing. Anyway, I I brought this question to a friend I've made in radio over the past couple of years. Her name is Renaya Mancarios, and she's in charge of Houston Crime Stoppers. Go ahead, Phil. From Houston Crime Stoppers, Renaya Mancarios, my guest. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about... I saw this these words. They call it the banana trick, and they're referring to how people cheat at the self-checkout counter. So what's the banana trick? And tell me about other tricks that some individuals use when they go to self-checkout in order to get like more expensive stuff, but they wind up scanning like cheaper stuff. How does that work, Renaya? Yeah, they're being very creative, and what they're doing is either sort of the passer, the switcheroo, they're switching tags. So yes, they're um, finding two items that are actually way the same, 
but they're switching the tags on them, so they're scanning the cheaper item. Uh-huh. Um, they're actually finding an item that, like a T-bone steak, that's maybe forty dollars a pound, but instead they're scanning bananas that are forty-nine cents a pound. <laughs> so they're they're trying to be creative, and it's been interesting because the loss prevention teams at these major grocery stores are saying the loss is really, really significant. They're calling it external shrinkage. Because uh, they just they don't know what how to handle it because it's happening so often. Yeah, the the switcheroo is uh, as you mentioned, right? They get the the tag on something less expensive, and they replace it with a tag uh, something more expensive. That that's the switcheroo. Uh, what is the the pass around? What is that one? So basically, that's where they're outright stealing. So they're they're going to uh, kind of push it through the conveyor belt, but not scan it and pass the system. They're going to basically bypass the system. It is harder to do that, um, you know, because if it's, it, everything is weighted, so they're trying to keep it where it's, 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 it looks like they're scanning it, but they're not having it touch anything. They're not touching the weighting mechanism at all, and uh, they're not bagging it. They're not bagging it until they've already paid, and then they slip it into the bag. So they're being, as I said, very, very, very creative, and and a lot of people when they've kind of studied why is this happening they found that some of these people they're not they're not people who steal by nature but they feel entitled they're saying i have to check out on my own i am entitled to take a, a few things uh, <laughs> or they 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 kind of think i'm anonymous it's just me and a computer i think yeah. i can get away with it yeah. uh, or they find it to be thrilling if i'm going to be scanning on my own <laughs> then i deserve uh, a five-finger company discount. You know, I'm not going to get vacation yeah. time. I'm not going to get health benefits. They're definitely not going to pay me per hour. So I- I'm going to give myself a. I'm going to give myself a bonus. That- that's the mentality for some people. Renaya Mancarios is with Houston Crime Stoppers. But I think retail, uh, Walmart, Target, all these people, when they have those self-checkout counters, I, I think they're gambling that most customers are honest. Uh, I recall that there was a write-up on this that said there was a university study, ooh, like from five, six, seven years ago, at, I guess at the beginning of this big transition, because these self-checkout things are all over the place. I mentioned five, seven years ago, they really do, were doing deep-dive studies on this. They, they found that of like 20-plus, like $21 million in sales in one study, $850,000 of stuff was stolen. Okay, but that's yeah. still, I think that's still pretty close to the 5%. If you look at it to so the 5%, and losses that retail expects to encounter, they'll just like write it off. Because I, I think, like yeah. in retail, it's like what, like five from anywhere between two and five percent they expect will be stolen from the store, and and that's on the higher end, but still within the margin of what they expect they will lose, and that's manageable for for retail right now. So, you know, that's what we yeah. can say. Yeah. And that's why loss prevention is saying, you know, we just kind of call it external shrinkage. They're not calling it like a crisis or a theft crisis, but the reality is, is there has to be a plan to get in front of this. Um, new systems are being created in retail stores for clothing where you can also self checkout, but they make it, it's not based on the honesty of the scanner. You weigh, you, you know, you put the items in a bag and um, it's, it's weighed and measured on its own. And it's, it, it's, very, it's very hard to steal in that scenario. So uh, I, I don't. I think something has to change. I really do. But you're right. They're right now within that profit, that normal loss of about five percent. Yeah, Renaya Mancario's with Houston Crime Stoppers, and 
as we see on Twitter and social media videos in big cities. And I would imagine in my former hometown, H-Town and up in Houston, this is probably the scenario in some parts of town. But we see crazy videos in New York, Chicago, in yeah. California, yeah. individuals going in there with black bags and just filling up with a bunch of cosmetics or whatever. They're just and they're just walking out the store. That no one says anything to them. Uh, that's scary. Uh, that that trend. That uh, obviously that's more than five percent. So I don't know how you handle something like that unless you get rid of you know fire all the district attorneys that are not prosecuting the, these crimes. Well, we've got to be tougher on crime and this flip in criminal justice system to be soft on crime across the country is not working and. Um, you know, it's not always the DA. I think city by city varies, county by county varies. In our in our county in Houston, you know, the the DA is at odds with other elected local leaders because she's a bit more tough on crime than some of the other local leaders. So, uh, but but I'll tell you this: the community must get involved, and we don't want to. We want to say, you know, crime is separate from us; it's not near us. We don't want to deal with it if we ignore it, if we close our eyes, it won't touch us; it will go away. But it's 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 not, and it's only swelling and impacting more people. So I'm I'm begging and urging people wherever you are, figure out who does what and what their policies are in relation to crime, and then have respectful conversations. Go to the table with solutions. Have be be following decisions, uh, and I think it's critically important right now. Here, here. Thank you, Renaya. Appreciate your insight, Renaya Macarios with Houston Crime Stoppers. This is The Dana Show. Happy Friday, amigo. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting today's program from South Texas, The Dana Show, Southern Command. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, Vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions 
on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Keltec inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com say I'm surprised that there hasn't been a national conversation about the damage done to kids because of these school closures and the virtual learning and everything because I mean I'm not saying there should be a national do-over but we can't just pretend that fifth graders who are now seventh graders that that didn't happen you know yeah as I lovingly refer to him that's Jake the snake tapper every now and then he has moments of brilliance and does his audience and by extension in the country a favor by looking inward asking the right questions i wish he would demand the right answers welcome to hour two of the dana show i'm sergio sanchez and for my buddy dana lash big hug and a kiss dana wherever you're at thanks for calling up your southern command to start this, these conversations. I'm going to catch up with as much of the day, day's news as we can, but, man, i got lots to talk about with you, including the strategic oil reserve, the petroleum reserve. That, man, I found out we're about at about half capacity where we should be. God forbid we get a meteor blast, you know, blasting through the atmosphere and you know, popping up a mushroom nuclear cloud and scaring all the markets, shutting things down for months and no oil delivery. We've only got about about a month's worth right now, but I'm going to share a conversation with you with um, a friend of mine, an economist, Tim Snyder from MatadorEconomics.com. Later in the program, we'll talk about this because we, we got to replenish it. This, uh, this, this is another issue that is national security. And of all the things that we need to be talking about as a nation, having a, a debate, argument, just discourse, back to what Jake Taffer was talking about. Post-COVID, we are now in a post, you know, not officially, because the president did say, you know, that's kind of behind us and say it's over. But I, I suppose 
until every single leftist finally, you know, will lock arms and goose step, march to the Democrat Party drum on this, and finally declare that it's over. It won't be over. COVID will be with us more than likely, you know, as long as human civilization is alive, it'll be with us. It'll stay with us. It's, it's part of it. And one thing I find kind of scary, though, sidebar, is in the news, I don't know if you noticed this, there's plenty of headlines out there and articles. COVID-19 vaccine will be added to the kids' vaccine schedule. You know, the vaccines that kiddos need to take when they go back to school? Yeah. The Centers for Disease Control signing off on this idea. There's, go look for it. COVID-19 vaccine. For the population group, quite frankly, they, they don't need this. From the very beginning, we knew this, and yet they insist... Who the hell? CDC, why are you insisting that we do know, we do know that, that boys, these kids, you know, this myocarditis thing where the heart swells, and as it was explained to me by a friend in medicine and pediatrics, and he's a heart specialist, by the way, myocarditis kicks in for pretty much any reason. You get a cold, maybe. You get the flu, maybe. You, it, it, for various reasons, it kicks in. The thing is, of the few studies that have been done and have made it to the news and are buried beneath the stacks of news, we do know that there is an increased incidence of heart swelling in kids and young men and boys. So if we know that, and we also do know that as far as fatalities and Serious side effects from, from getting COVID, which the vaccine doesn't, we know, another thing, another fact, we do know it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. It may provide the necessary defenses to fight it off faster. And, and then we have therapies for that already. We got other therapies. Um, Paxlovid, right? That's, that's the name of it, the Paxlovid thing you can take. Every medicine, every vaccine, any pharmaceutical, any herb for that matter. Any, anything that you consume will have some type of side effect, worse for others. Now, the kid is fighting cancer. I mean, I, I understand. The kid's fighting cancer and has no immune system. Well, okay, I understand. But for the general population to require a COVID-19 vaccine for kids to go back to school, you know, you get your, what, tetanus and what else do they have? Like uh, measles, uh, whatever. They have a whole schedule. I already forgot. I only got two kids. There's a long list of them. But to put COVID in there, when you know the there's an increased incidence of myocarditis, swelling of the heart already, and that's made more headlines than actual children dying, healthy children, strong children dying from COVID, because it's the kids that suffer with renal failure or they suffer from pancreas failure because of diabetes and things. It's really sick kids. That either the flu or a cold or COVID will push them over the edge. Well, those kids, they need defense. That's fine. But not the general population. It's crazy. The, ins- the insanity continues. Jake Tapper, the little thing, I, he, he said he's, he is surprised that we're not having a national conversation. I'm not, pal. And your corporate media, all the, the big channels, the cable channels and, and the dinosaur media, they, just, they carry the water for leftists and just put their head down and do the bidding of all leftists and statists in this country. I'm not surprised that we're not having this conversation. 
We get distracted by stupid stuff. And we need to, you know, we're not focusing on border security. We're not focusing on crime in the streets. We're not focusing on these, and I am say we, I'm talking about corporate media, not, not part of that. I'm talking about the, the dinosaurs in media. They're not on a daily basis, they should be, but they're not on a daily basis demanding answers, focusing on increased crime, focusing on fentanyl, the flood of fentanyl coming into this country, killing by the thousands all over the place. By the way, stick around because I think in hour three of the program, I got a conversation with Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. He's got a new campaign, One Pill Kills. And he was talking about the immigration mess and the drug, illicit drug mess on the board. That's coming up later in the program, so you stick around for the Dana Show. But if there's one thing that I hope comes of the Republicans taking over, and as I told you first hour, Amigo, Election Day is here. And for most everyone tuning in right now to the Dana Show, Election Day is Monday, amigo, for two weeks. Early vote for two weeks. The actual day of election is the 8th of November. But a new election reality that has been around for more than a decade now. The day, and this is the reality for me here in Texas. I don't know about you, y'all in Michigan. <laughs> By the way, Michigan, if you guys don't get rid of, of Governor Gretchen, iron-fisted Gretchen Whitmer, man, you guys in Pennsylvania, you guys don't get rid of the left. You guys vote Fetterman into the Senate. You guys in Arizona, another tight race. Astronaut Kelly, right? Astronaut Kelly. Always goose-stepping, locking arms with the Biden administration, you know, pretending that he's tough on board. No, he's a liar. All these races, get informed. Make sure your family's informed before they vote on Monday. Make sure your college kids know the issues and understand how they just they're, they're self hog tying themselves in the nation, destroying the nation by voting radicals in and keeping the um, the minions and the lapdogs of all these radicals, all the other Democrats who, who vote lockstep. Goose, uh, goose step, locking arms with the radicals. Soft on crime, soft on border security. All those issues. Make sure they understand, please, before you guys go vote Monday. The election day is here. We know that what we strongly suspect that in the U.S. House, there's going to be a lot of these swing states and swing districts, congressional districts, these purple districts. Back, they'll go back to a more conservative mindset. Stronger and fighting, all those things. So the House might go Republican. And, and let me add something, amigo. Look, you listen long enough to the Dana Show, you know I volunteered as a Republican chairman here in Deep South Texas. Thanks to all these precinct chairs and young people and you know some of the more senior folks that have been fi- on the front lines of running elections. Everybody came together. Lord bless you guys for helping open up an HQ and for all the funders keep that HQ open. And thank you for the brave fighters. Adrian Pena Garza, the chairwoman down here, continuing the fight in South Texas. A bunch of other young people. Now they're the targets of attacks. That's the, hey, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Because they hear us. They see us. And it's not for the sake, you know, from my perspective again. And I volunteered four years, but I saw between 2014 and 2018, you guys pay attention to the dates, what happened in 2016? Donald Trump wanted to make sure that all the bad hombres, the bad dudes, the criminals coming in from Mexico, coming in, crossing the border illegally, referring to illegal immigration and 
those with nefarious intent crossing the border to come into this country to screw things up, they need to be caught in return. And he fixed the whole immigration thing, Donald Trump. In that year, amigo, 2016, when everybody and their dog was running, Ted Cruz, Marco, Marco, Rubio, everybody. <clears throat> Rand Paul's son, doc, you know, Dr. Paul, it, everybody was like 16, right? 16 or 17. In the primary, I saw at the local level, and this is just an example, but I bet you nationwide that that was the same trend. I saw a bunch of registered Democrats, my number down here in one county, 9,000 of them, 9,000 decided to vote R. They left the D. They crossed over. And like 9,000 new names we've never seen before. Who are they? Oh, let's look at history. They voted Democrat all, all these years down here. And now there's competition here in Deep South Texas. We're, you, you, every now and then you might hear the red wave and, and you know, cresting red wave. And, and South Texas, uh, Democrats are losing South Texas. More Latinos, not Latinx. They don't know some damn thing is Latinx. That's an abomination. That's a lie from the left bunch of overpaid academics with way too much time on their hands trying to reinvent the Spanish language and Spanish culture, appropriating what they should. Even those who claim to be Latinos or Latinx, Hispanics, can't speak a lick of Spanish. They don't, the only thing, the only Spanish they know is Taco Bell Spanish. Buy a taco, burrito, that's it. 9,000 of these Latinos crossed over. One of my poorest counties, Star County, almost voting completely Republican. Major shift. An earthquake. It happened 2016. That's why I don't understand why in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, Ohio, I don't understand why some of these races are neck and neck right now when the issues are very, very clear. And again, not for Republican Party's sake, but for the sake of common sense, for the sake of liberty, for the sake of law enforcement, for the sake of border security, for the sake of oversight into what happened during covid Republicans take over. That's one thing I'm expecting. Yeah, I know they got, you know, Hunter Biden. All that stuff's going to be a distraction. Ain't nothing you can do to Hunter Biden. Look, Washington, D.C. is is rot to the core. You can't even find a proper jury to prosecute people lying to the FBI up in D.C. All these people responsible for the big Russia lie, they're, you know, scot-free beating the rat. Because everything's being prosecuted in Virginia, up in Washington, D.C. We need oversight. And I I expect the Republicans to provide that oversight. Post-COVID, like a blue ribbon commission examining everything. Oversight on Centers of Disease Control, Institutes of Health, Walensky, Dr. Fauci, the Surgeon General. How do we get it so wrong? All these lies. They, they kept parroting, follow, follow the science. Follow the science. Follow the science. Yeah, the science kept moving the goalpost all the time. In the end, after the dust starts to settle, oh, yeah, cloth masks, they never really worked. Oh, the, we kind of were making it up. This whole six feet apart, yeah, we're kind of making all that all up. It's ridiculous. We, we need that Blue Ribbon Commission. That's, that is something that should be on the campaign trail, but it, it isn't. Focus on the issues, people, before you go vote Monday. Monday, first day of early vote in many parts of the country. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You are in tune with The Dana Show. And thanks to my neighbor here in South Texas, Elon Musk, down in Brownsville, taking over Twitter. God bless you, Elon. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, you want to say hi on Twitter? I'm using that more often now. It's at Sergio Talk. This is The Dana Show from South Texas.
Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. You're in tune with the Dana Show from South Texas. We got Florida man around the corner, and the conversation about our national gas tank, you know, the, str- the strategic petroleum reserve, it's half full. So how much gas do we have? If a meteor hits the planet and everything, everything stops, how many days, I guess? Uh, yeah, you'll find out in just a little bit my conversation with economist Chief, uh, Tim Snyder coming up. Let's see, some headlines for the day. You want to do the opener for the for the headline segment, Chad? Just to make sure to take care of our people who take care of us. Okay, very well then. Um, Big thank you to, to, to Caltech for the segment. Pfizer expects to basically quadruple the price of its COVID vaccine. Hmm? Once the federal subsidy is gone, whatever it costs is going to cost four times more. Just FYI. At least a dozen people injured after an awful turbulence event on an international f- flight. Flight headed from Madrid to Buenos Aires. When... Even folks who were the, like the flight attendants got caught up in all the bumpiness and flying midair, like literally flying. Uh, the airline in charge of the flight saying that the seatbelt light was on. A bunch of people hurt on that flight from Madrid to Buenos Aires. And our defense secretary finally speaking with his Russian counterpart for the first time since May. And not asking that the Russians leave, I guess, just saying, look, we need to keep the line of communication open, I see. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show from her Southern Command in South Texas. You want to say hello, go to Twitter at Sergio Talk. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a one 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana.
Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Happy Friday, amigo. This is Sergio Sanchez, and you're listening to The Dana Show from her southern command in deep south Texas. Man, you get any deeper than this, you wind up in Mexico. It's always an honor uh, to join you on the program, and a big hug to everybody. You guys reach out. Uh, mostly good. It's, it's really nice. But I was also relish the, uh, like, like the hate mail, because I'd I like to get enough hate mail someday where I can monetize it, like my buddy Dana. This is the Dana Show from her southern command in south Texas. You want to say hello? It's at Sergio Talk. Stick around because we're going to talk about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. You know, the extra gas tank that we're supposed to have full in case of an emergency. Uh, it's not that full right now. In fact, I think it's almost half empty. And God forbid something crazy happened. Like, how much gas do we have? Like, how many days? How many weeks? More like days. How many days do we have to fuel all the cars, trucks, and 18 wheelers, all that, to keep distributing what we need, you know, food and medicine in the country in the event of a really, really bad calamity. Tim Snyder from MatadorEconomics.com showing up here in just a little bit. My conversation with him. Go Astros! Go Astros! <laughs> you know me, you listen long enough. My teenage years, uh, as a young teen and, and teenager, young man, that Houston, H-Town, is, that's, that's hometown. One of my hometowns. It's first, as a kid, Reynosa, Mexico, and then, of course, McAllen, uh, Houston, and then back here to McAllen as a, as a married man, young married man. So Houston is my team. I love baseball. I love the Astros. <laughs> I love all these memes and, and posts. And Astros fans say, go Astros, make America mad again. So game three of Astros and Yankees. And I, I was hoping it was the Yankees that we'd make. I, I love all the news and the audio coming in from the Bronx. Uh, all the the chance, the f bombs, the, the attitude. I love New York. You guys are a bunch of jerks. <laughs> I love New York. I love New Yorkers. They 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 cop an attitude better than anyone else. They beautiful, and, and we needed to be right in the Bronx, right in New York, uh, to make this legit. So here we go. Astros up two games to none. Now this weekend, some some of y'all. Uh, Astros, uh, Astros affiliate. I'm an Astro affiliate here in South Texas, KURV. Uh, the Dana Show affiliate. You guys are getting the show on, on Saturday. We're getting on Sunday. This is the weekend. Uh, we're going to play games three, four, and five. So uh, the uh, championship series is <clears throat> two, uh, a home team advantage for the one with a better record. That's Houston, right? And, and Houston didn't have the best record in baseball. That was uh, L.A. That was the Dodgers. So I'm going to ask producer Freddie and producer Phil. Uh, when did the Dodgers play again? I'm sorry, 111 victory. When did the Dodgers play again? When was that? Oh, that's right. That's right. So the Astros had the second best record at, I think, 107 victories. So they have the home field advantage through the hope. So they did home field. They won two games in Houston. Uh, I love going back and looking at the highlights. Uh, that's the way I watch and hear it. I'm a real weenie when it comes to stuff like this. I explain it to my local audience. Uh, I grew up with the Astros. They broke my heart. So the Phillies broke uh, uh, the, the Braves, uh, St. Louis, we call the Dodgers, Tommy Lasorda with his big, fat woman arms and all the skin flailing all over the place, running onto the field after they win. And, 
I, just, I hated Tommy Lasorda. I hated the Dodgers. I still do. I, actually, I don't hate. You can't hate. But you know what I mean on the, on the sports side. So it's the Astros and Yankees. Astros up 2 nothing, And on the Phillies-Padres side, I'm rooting for the Padres. I like the Padres. I don't like them enough for them to beat my Astros. But obviously, I think the Padres have the better... Uh, yeah, they have the better record. I don't have the numbers here in front of me. But they have the better record because um, they're now in Philly. Games 3, 4, and 5 are in Philly now. That means that the, the Padres had the home field advantage on that one. So go Astros this weekend as you're listening to the Dana show. Um, you guys are going to probably already know the results for games three and four for all these series. So there you go. Uh, next Friday. I hope that uh, see the plan right now is maybe in about a week. I'll be back with you here at Southern Command and we'll be steering the ship the uh, or big galaxy ship, the, the Dana show. And maybe Lord willing, go Astros. I hope we're talking about World Series and my Astros in the World Series. If not, uh, going to be heartbroken again. All right, I need to pause for a second and share a conversation I promised you. So Tim, Tim Snyder is economist at matadoreconomics.com. And one of the questions, you know, as soon as I heard that Joe Biden was going to tap into the strategic oil reserve again, yet again, again, that's the emergency supply. And we don't need to tap, but we do because of his stupid policies that hogtie our country from extracting our energy from beneath our feet. It makes absolutely no sense. And it goes to dictators in Venezuela, Iran, other places to get, you know, goes to Russia to get dirty oil, dirtier oil, dirty extraction. He's putting us in this. It's, it makes no sense. So now it's from the strategic oil reserve, it's so low right now. Like, how many days of fuel do we have? Let me share with you the conversation with Tim Snyder. Go ahead, Phil. We've heard for several days now that. President Joe Biden, man, he really likes tapping into the emergency oil supply that we have in this country. He's, he's going to the cupboard and starting to empty what we're supposed to be storing for an emergency. Man, Tim Snyder from MatadorEconomics.com joining me today. Okay, but so let's do a little bit of history real quick. Uh, take us to school. How big is this strategic oil reserve that we have? How big is it as far as capacity? How full is it supposed to be? And and how is it supposed to be used in an emergency? God forbid a nuclear holocaust or, I don't know, for some reason, everybody in OPEC doesn't want to send anything more this way. And some world calamity, I don't know, a meteor hits the planet, something like that. It's supposed to be used in an emergency. So how big is it supposed to be? And then how does it work? Like, how much fuel does it provide us for how many days in an emergency? Yes, sir. Well, first and foremost, the SPR, Strategic Petroleum Reserve, has a capacity of 705 million barrels of crude oil. We traditionally keep about 600 and yeah, maybe 605 to 650 million barrels in there. That's That's pretty much static. I can tell you back in 2020, we had... 637, maybe 0.1 or 2 million barrels uh, in March uh, when we started the pandemic, the whole shutdown of the pandemic. And crude oil prices started to drop. President Trump asked Congress to add 77 million additional barrels to the SBR to top the barrel, top the tanks off for one reason, and that's because the price of crude oil was between 15 and $20 a barrel. 
The Democrats turned that down flat-handed just because they didn't want to give him a, a victory. But I think this whole this whole scenario with President Biden has been in the works for a very long time. The next thing that we look at is when President Biden took office, there were right at 600 million barrels of crude oil in the SPR. Since he's taken office, he's committed back in November of 2021, 50 million barrel tranche to be released, the 180 million barrel tranche in March of this year. And of course, yet the day before yesterday or three days ago, the 15 million barrel tranche, which technically 15 million barrels is less than one day's demand for crude oil in the United States as that stands at about 20 million barrels a day. So the facts are these. When the president finishes his current drawdown numbers that he is committed to, we'll have about 350 million barrels, not 600 million barrels, in our strategic petroleum reserves. And that represents about 27 days of supply if OPEC just shuts us off. That, my friend, is what I consider a national security risk. It is. And, man, I recall President Trump trying to top off that SPR. And back then, if I'm correct, I think all the Democrats, the oil-hating Democrats, and the corporate media carrying the water for the leftists in this country, they were all parroting, quack, 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 saying, subsidy, subsidy, oil subsidy, quack, oil subsidy. That's all they were saying. And that's how they shut it down back then. It didn't pass. Instead of filling up when it was super cheap back then. How do we refill it now? I'm God forbid something bad happened and we get caught with our pants down. No vehicles run. How do we? How long is it going to take to refill, and how much might it cost us now? Well, at the very, <laughs> at the very least, if OPEC continues to do what OPEC's doing, and and by virtue of us giving the mantle for making being the price maker, okay, the market maker, back to OPEC. In other words, they're the ones that control market share and price. We find ourselves in a much more difficult position because if we were to go knock on the door of the Saudis right now or OPEC for what it's worth, we have so offended them with Joe Biden's tactics that they may not come answer the door. Okay, that's number one. Number two, they have put such restrictions on and increased the cost of production here in the United States that back five years ago, six years ago, 35 or $40 crude oil was productive, today it takes $80 minimum to be productive, and I'm talking profitable. Um, And that's a real issue. So uh, the numbers continue to change. And and I keep asking this question, and nobody can give me a straight answer, and me as the economist, I really need to know this. What's that critical benchmark? What's that fail-safe number in the SPR that says, okay, we got to get this refilled no matter what. We've got to go out to the market and pull it in. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they care. They don't care. I don't think they do either. Yeah, and God, Lord help us if something bad happens, and we must tap into that in order to survive. Tim Snyder, MatadorEconomics.com. We are at the point now where with less than a month's supply to run the trucks in this country, I think that's the only thing that's going to run is trucks, diesel-powered trucks to deliver food and medicine nationwide. Everybody else is going to be like in China, riding around in bicycles everywhere for Lord knows how long if something bad were to happen. Well, and unfortunately, I hate to add this metric into it, but remember when we were told just a month ago 
or two a month and a half ago that President Biden had settled the rail strike. One yeah. of the major railroads came back and said, yeah, our no, membership doesn't like the agreement. Still up in the air. And now we find out that there is no agreement necessarily. If this group fails, if this group turns it down, then the, the cannonball continues to run down the, down the road. And our, our delivery infrastructure here in the United States, a transportation infrastructure, grinds to a halt. That's another issue. The way I saw it, trying to avoid that rails shut down due to the strike is just trying to influence the election, just like Joe Biden. He told the Saudis, hey, could you please hold off and turn off the spigot just a little bit, maybe after November 8th, you know, after the election, you know, kind of help me out, bro. Help me out. Here's a fist bump. It's the same thing. The only thing with the, the unions, with a rail, they're stuck right now in some type of mediation negotiation, which is forced, which will take this way into December, I think. They have to wait. They have to continue negotiating after the election. So just kick it down the road so we still have pain, possible pain related to all this in several months. Tim Snyder, MatadorEconomics.com. And real quick, for working people running around town everywhere right now, tell folks how this Biden administration slow walks the permitting process that makes it very unattractive for us to produce our own oil right now. Right now, the permitting, not only have they, have they they're slow walking the whole process, they're nitpicking the applications and the things that normally would take about two years to develop are now taking maybe four or five to get developed. That's number one. Number two, they raised the fees and they're making it more difficult for financing. They're they're putting pressure. And we saw the, the Rashida Tlaib comments when she was questioning Jamie Dimon, will you, you know, will you continue to fund, you know, fossil fuels type programs? And he said, absolutely. Yes. So that's, that's what's going on. Thank you, Tim. Have a wonderful weekend, brother. Good to talk to you again. You bet, sir, Joe. Take care. Bye-bye. Look for his newsletter, matadoreconomics.com. That's Tim Snyder. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana. Stick around. we got Florida Man coming up in just a little bit. And conversation I had with Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. Yeah, what else we're going to talk about? But immigration, the dangers of the illicit stuff coming in, you know, the fentanyl. He's got a new public service campaign trying to make sure all kids and families understand one pill can kill all the fentanyl stuff. So that's coming up next hour of the Dana Show. You want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk on the Twitter's thing. So you heard that conversation. Biden, not exactly the example best example of how to prepare for the future. Just spend, 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 even spend all the fuel that we have for emergency. But I know that you're smarter than the average radio listening bear. You're preparing for the future. And I want to say big thank you to folks that help us prepare for the future in case something bad happens and we need to grow our own food. Thank you to Arc Seeds. Hey guys, we know there's so much going on in the news, but don't worry because we're here to talk about all the things. The White House's pathetic new spin on inflation is that it would be worse under Republicans and yay is disrupting the world of politics by going on all the talk shows and talking about anti-Semitism. Hey, it's the Chicks from the Chicks on the Right podcast. Download and subscribe to our daily podcast to hear us pick apart and pick on the news of the day. Politics to pop culture, nobody's safe, but it's all fun. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. All right, let's see what we have in the news hopper for today. So, Florida Man robs a bank armed with a machete. 78-month prison sentence. 
Let's do the math on that real quick based on 12. Six years, six and a half, six years, because it's 60, yeah. Six and a half years in prison for robbing a bank. Now, I'm thinking, I mean, that's pretty long, don't you think? Like six and a half years for committing a robbery. Now, I don't know what the rap sheet was for this dude. 31-year-old dude has a, has a Frenchy type of name to him. Um, Arv Fier Viold, 31. Now, he gets six and a half years in the federal pen. First of all, you know, robbing a bank, they'll do you. And you got to serve at least 80%. Of uh, of your punishment, but machete, right? He got this knife wielding guy, this machete guy. He also faced. Uh, he was also prosecuted for possessing ammo, which for a felon is um, is a no no. But I was thinking, six and a half years. How many times have you heard? And Dana talks about this a lot. Individuals, felons, ex, you know, convicts, individuals who should not own a single gun, and they commit more. Crime, more robbery, more assault, and they use a gun in those crimes. Man, they don't even get half of this six and a half year sentence because prosecutors don't do their job in sending these felons away. Hey, stick around. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash. Next hour of the program conversation with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. We're talking about his effort to make sure everybody's informed of how deadly fentanyl is that's just flooding across the U.S. Mexican border. And, yes, the latest on those bus rides that he's providing to illegal immigrants to Chicago, New York, and and also uh, the nation's capital. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dana Show, live from South Texas. Joe Biden's worst president ever, man. Why? Uh, first of all, look at gas, the economy, the border. We got fentanyl. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't care about Americans. Trump could run again. All you have to do is say, are, are you better off now than you were four years ago when I was in office? And the answer would be a resounding no. Hello, Phoenix. Yeah, press <laughs> the voice of former President Trump there at the end. Hey, welcome to Hour 3 of the Dana Show. We're broadcasting to you worldwide, nationwide, online, and all the beautiful, wonderful hundreds of affiliates all across the country. We're broadcasting to you from a proud affiliate, KURV, in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk on the Twitter thing that I'm going to be using a lot more often than I have been, thanks to my buddy. I call him my buddy. He doesn't know what I am. I might bump into him at a cafe, though, here in South Texas, because... Yeah, he's spending a lot of time down here. He's firing rockets into space from Boca Chica, Texas, Brownsville. Here, that's my market. That's me. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to visit cafes and those little eclectic, uh, you know, bougie type of places that had little bars and not bars, but you know, like cafe and coffee places, gourmet cafe, but where he likes to go to lunch. See if I can bump into him, ask him for like a five minute interview on my little iPhone. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for Dana, and appreciate you tuning in. The voices that you heard, and at the end you heard former President Trump, which, by the way, he's pretty close to my broadcasting area this week. He's in the, in the Metro Corpus Christi area on the coast of Texas. This is like a, maybe a couple of hours north of me. He's visiting with Republicans, hoping to give him a push, final you know, push to victory. As Election Day is Monday, people. The first day of election is Monday because we got a two-week period uh, in many parts of the country. So there you go. And the early vote, uh, for many years now, it outnumbers the day of vote. So that's why it's so critical to push the vote, get out the vote. 
starting next week. And if you love America and you love the rule of law and you love your kids and you want to protect them from all the social upheaval and these crazy experimentation and you know what I'm talking about, all the stuff that comes from Democrats, comes from the left, it doesn't come from Republicans. They ain't calling for all these you know, trans dances and drag dances and drag. They ain't calling. Republicans ain't calling for none of that. Not a single one. You know where it comes from. But they openly, you know, challenge the the norms, challenge the heritage, the culture, because they can't. Because unfortunately, too many millions of Americans are not paying attention. We got races that should be wide open with more conservative, liberty-loving individuals, capitalism-loving individuals. You know, let's get our own oil mindset individuals. Let's bring down inflation. All those people, these races are way too tight. Arizona, that audio that you heard a second ago as we open up the show, that's from Arizona. And somebody with a microphone going around with people that, that get it. I'd like to believe that the polling data that shows astronaut Kelly in Arizona Supposedly, he's up like one point, one and a half, maybe two points ahead of the Republican. The last numbers I saw about a week ago. I, I like to think that all that data is just completely wrong, false, and conservatives and independents who love this country and want to straighten things out. They, they know that astronaut Kelly, Senator Kelly in Arizona, he does the bidding of the radicals, the leftists, the social experimenting types, the, the individuals that bring social justice warriorism to law enforcement and do the turnstiles to get people out of jail with no bond, release people for you know minor infractions, let them go out there, break bond, and eventually really mess up lives and kill somebody. Right? The border situation in Arizona is it's unsustainable, people. Governor Ducey in Arizona, along with Governor Greg Abbott, who you will hear just in a little bit, my conversation with him, busing individuals to New York, to Chicago, to the nation's capital. And I, I think more cities should be on that list. That's coming up in a little bit. But Governor Ducey in, in Arizona, we're desperate on the border, desperate to wake up fellow Americans, Democrat leaders in American cities who, who can pick up the phone and call their boss, their party boss, because the president is the boss of the party. That's the way it is. Joe Biden is the boss of the Democrat party. Call him and say, Joe, Mr. President, you screwed up. You should not have ended, you know, the repatriation of illegal immigrants like first day of your presidency. You should not have defanged and taken the power away from from ICE, Immigration Customs Enforcement, from Border Patrol. You should not have converted Border Patrol to the welcome wagon, allowing everybody in to abuse the asylum program. And that's what we have right now. All these illegal immigrants crossing the border at Arizona, at Texas, California. They're crossing all over the place in the Southwest, coming from all over the world, except for Venezuela of late, because maybe, I don't know... Uh, the Biden administration needs oil from Venezuela, dirty oil, dirty extracted oil from Venezuela, you know, from the dictator down there. And we definitely don't need Venezuelans who hate dictatorships and hate communism and hate market controls, centralized control. Yeah, we don't need those people here. But everybody else who wants uh, federal subsidies and federal help, yeah, come on over. <laughs> That's the mindset right now. It's, the contradictions are just way too numerous. It's jaw-dropping to see what's taking place up in Washington. Folks in Arizona, that audio that you heard here a moment ago, yeah, inflation is the issue. Border security or lack of border security is the issue. In this crazy, bizarro world that we live in, 
where the executive branch is supposed to ex- execute law, especially border law, they're not doing their jobs. I, I shared a little bit of this story earlier on the program. In Arizona, they're fighting back against Joe Biden and his offices, his, his border offices that are not doing their job. So in Arizona, they have segments of unfinished border wall with Mexico. Now, here in Texas, where I'm at, you know, we got the Rio Grande, the Rio Bravo, the Rio Grande right here. That's the natural barrier between us and Mexico. And unfortunately, unfortunately, because of this magnet that Joe Biden has created, we have literally this fiscal year, millions, millions of illegal immigrants, at least two million processed by Border Patrol. Lord knows how many were not processed because they they eluded, they escaped Border Patrol. Maybe another two million, maybe. Like four or five million people coming into this country during the Biden administration so far. Isn't that crazy? The natural barrier between us and Mexico, Texas and Mexico, is the Rio Bravo, the Rio Grande. And Lord knows how many hundreds of people have died trying to swim that that river. We get a a gully washer up northwest of us, Laredo area, Falcon Lake area. The river swells, big, fat, powerful. The river just sweeps these human beings away. Why are they here? Because they believe, under Joe Biden, they've got a chance to cross illegally and stay. And that's it's true, because all they have to do is ask for asylum, and they're released by... I don't mean to say this offensively to my friends and family at Border Patrol, but that's what you guys have become. And I've, you've told me this before. Uh, Border Patrol has become the welcome wagon process, do a little bit of paperwork, and then release them into the interior. In El Paso, Texas, El Paso, the mayor, the Democrats in El Paso, they've contracted with a charter bus company to send people into illegal immigrants that have been, you know, this, they're, they're doing this bogus application for asylum. They, they will never win. They, they don't qualify for asylum, but because, you know, they're working this loophole, they get in. Well, in El Paso in West Texas, they've chartered all these buses to send them into the country. They're all over the place. And who's complaining on the Democrat side for this? Well, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Governor Ducey in Arizona are sending these buses in and trying to improvise some type of solution. We're desperate on the border for law, for order. And the people who come here thinking that they can stay in the country, they're right. They can't under Joe Biden because it's an abuse. It's lawlessness. It's, you know, borderline anarchy. Now, I don't want you to get me wrong. I'm happy living in McAllen, Texas, the Rio Grande Valley. Elon Musk set up shop with Boca Chica here in Texas to launch his little, um, his little rockets, big rockets, actually the biggest rocket in the world. He he's, has a great operation down here. We're fine in South Texas, people. It's you in Houston, you in Chicago, you in Miami, you guys in L.A., in the interior, all these affiliates, Orlando, you guys are the ones who are going to be hosting the, these folks, either by charter bus from Texas and Arizona or by the exponentially greater contribution with these non-government organizations, Catholic Charities, Lutheran Charities. They pay the bus ticket, bus fools going into the interior, going up to Philly, going up to Boston. Plane loads. Every time I take a flight out of McAllen, take a flight out of Harlingen in my Mid-Valley, my market. 
Last last flight I took, we were talking immigration stuff up in D.C. I did some special programs with hundreds of other stations, talk radio stations in the nation. On my flight, we had at least 15 individuals. And you can tell who they are. They've got flip-flops and clean socks provided by Catholic Charities. they got a belly full of food. They, you know, they cleaned up. They took a shower. But they have that manila-looking folder, that orange envelope-looking thing. With their, that's the paperwork that that they use to get by TSA to get on a flight paid for by the charities and non-government organizations funded by you, the taxpayer. This, it's a racket. It's a clown show. All the hypocrisy from the left with the few charter buses going up to New York and Eric Adams, the mayor up in New York City, declaring a state of emergency for the few thousand people. It has like, was like 10, 15,000 people, illegal immigrants bus from Texas for the media to see, to wake him up. Wake up, Officer Adams. Use your law enforcement instinct that you had as, as a cop one time to realize where the root of the problem is. It's Joe Biden. And he declares Eric Adams up in New York City, declares an emergency because he has tents and, and all these cots and, and little game rooms and showers and buffet lines for the immigrants that are being sent on purpose from Texas and charter bus. They're going on purpose. They're going all over the country, including New York City, Mayor, every single day. My goodness. In Arizona, back to the story I was telling you about, the border fence. See, my natural barrier is the real. They don't have a natural barrier, barrier between Arizona and Mexico. They got to put up a wall to give Border Patrol enough time to catch up with the folks that are breaking or, you know, um, cutting the wall to get in. There were gaps between the wall that should have been finished. They weren't finished because Joe Biden, he didn't want no ball, no border wall. He stopped it immediately when he came in. So in Arizona, they had these gaps, unfinished border wall. The state of Arizona was funding, putting empty cargo containers and putting wire on top and, you know, barbed wire on top to prevent people, you know, from coming in. Well, the the federal government steps in. Reclamation, the Bureau of Reclamation writing to the governor, telling him that the state of Arizona was breaking the law and providing 4,000 feet of, of this improvised wall, cargo containers with razor wire. To, to, that's illegal, they said. Arizona fighting back. Saying that they're acting because the federal government, Joel Biden and his employees, they're not doing their job. They've got, yes, they you have jurisdiction over this, but, quote, you're doing nothing to prevent the public nuisance caused by illegal immigration and criminal activity. Those words from Arizona to the Biden administration. And this other note, real quick, I know I'm going to go pay some bills right now. Everyone crossing the border, pretty much everyone crossing the border illegally is being released into this country to the tunes of millions of people. And I just wanted to let you know, because I got the ACLU, I got a little press release here from the ACLU and Left of Center American Immigration Council complaining that they can't access illegal immigrants in Texas, Florida, Arizona, Louisiana. They can't access their clients at holding facilities. These clients, these illegal immigrants are not being released. Who's not being released? This, to me, it makes no sense since everybody is being released. Who's being held back? Think about it. Who's being held back? Where the ACLU and the Left of Center American Immigration Council, they want access to these folks. They're complaining, and, and they want this addressed by the federal government. Who is it that's not being released? 
unless that individual who crossed the border illegally again has a what? Criminal record and they need legal representation, right? That's what it's screaming to me. Anyway, just another one of the pathetic headlines that I see right here on the border. Again, we're safe. These people are being bussed up to you every single day. They're flying every single day up to you in the interior. Wake up. Election day, number one. Day one of election day is Monday, all across the nation. And I tell you what, amigo, and Republicans messing up the border. You, you need to vote right to save our nation. That's all I have to say on that. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show. You want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Stay tuned. Stick around for my conversation with Governor Abbott around the corner. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for over at Recoil Gunworks. They're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, Vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech all right all right tiktok denying a report that a team based in china plan to use the app to track the location of tiktok customers u.s citizens you going to believe that? Look, you shouldn't even be believing U.S.-based spooks and Fed guys and girls. Like FBI, political weaponization of the FBI, the IRS, the EPA, and so on and so forth. You're going to believe China? Like, oh, no, we're not, we're not using TikTok to... You know, what's sad, though, is Chinese Communist Party-owned TikTok, we have over 100 million Americans that have foolishly, sheepishly, they've surrendered their, volunteered their information. And the Pentagon is setting up measures to abort, you know, for abortion, for all service members, no matter where they are stationed, to, you know, kill the baby. I mean, like, what do they care? Seriously, I mean, it's not their lifeline being snuffed. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're listening to The Dana Show from South Texas. You want to say hello at Sergio Talk. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate 
new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other kel weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Passed um, 15 unanimously in favor. 15 people at the Centers for Disease Control, the board. The decision maker, all in favor. You know, when I welcome to the Dana Show, hour three of the program. I'm Sergio Sanchez in from my friend Dana Lash. You can listen online and go catch the podcast, the condensed version of the program later. Lots of great information for you to consume. I do that weekends when I'm washing my boys' medical equipment. Got lots of time there. Centers for Disease Control, everybody saying they're voting to add the COVID vaccine to the child immunization schedule? Again, this this dovetails with, um, you know, I was mentioning earlier on the show, I just, I'm, what I posted online, hell no. Hell no. Not for my boys. Uh-uh. But can you imagine a scenario, and, and I I can, knowing the, the, the COVID season that we went through, where many tyrants, like Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, shutting everything that you can't go to the sporting aisle, you can't go over here on Walmart, over at at, at, uh, at Walmart, you, you can't buy any extra. You only buy can buy milk and eggs and diapers, and, and, and you go in there, you get out. Otherwise, we're gonna put you in jail. Like little mini tyrants like Gretchen Whitmer in California, do as I say, not as I do. Governor Goodhair, Gavin Newsom, going out. Into special dinners with friends and the elites. Well, everybody else need to stay home and just eat bread and, and peanut butter. These and these people have the power because you, amigo, your family and friends, and the less informed, low information types among your family and friends, your circle of influence, especially your college kids, are putting these idiots in power. First day of early vote is Monday, people. Election is here. You, I would challenge you. You best make sure that your family and friends go on to vote, especially the college ones. They understand what's at stake. They understand this the issues. And never forget, we need a full investigation on this, this mess of COVID response, the moving goalpost of science. We need a Blue Ribbon Commission on all this. Surge in respiratory illnesses among kids putting a strain in hospitals right now. It's not nothing to do with COVID. So that's why it makes no sense where you have the COVID headlines, the COVID vaccine headline, and my, this myocarditis, this, this inflammation of the heart in, in kids and in boys and young men in the military. There's a good study on the military. There are other reports coming of people just falling dead after they receive the vaccine. No, sir. We need a lot more research. Now that we have the time to do the research, we need to do it. And then there's the other headlines where they're going to fuse the COVID vaccine with a flu vaccine for next season. I'll, you know, the flu vaccine has been going on for a while. If I choose to get it, I want it. But don't 
you know, please parse the two. I don't want to mix a COVID and flu, especially for my kids. We've got a lot of questions that we need to ask. So what's going around right now in almost three dozen states is, and if you ever had a little one, you know what RSV is. RSV is going around and it's hitting pretty strong right now, like the flu. We had a, a big wave of the flu recently. RSV, it's kind of like a mild cold. But with kids that have compromised lungs or immune systems, it you know, leads to pneumonia. I've, in case you've never heard me fill in for, for Dana, my 10-year-old is a cystic fibrosis kid. He's dealing with it, and thanks to the mostly completely privately funded fundraiser pushing and just geniuses in research and fundraising, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, they have fought so that the RSV vaccine is provided, well, when he was a baby, would be provided to my, my baby when he was a baby. See, any preemie, of the preemies born in this country, they receive the RSV vaccine because their lungs are not fully developed. Now, the COVID vaccine might make sense in the case of kids that have weak lungs or weak immune systems, just like the RSV vaccine, but it should be a choice. It should not be a part of the vaccine schedule for your kids to go back to school, don't you think? Especially the COVID vaccine that needs a lot more research. I mean, to the tune of the flu, how long has been researched, the, the RSV vaccine, how long that's been researched. And we know that those are for kids with compromised lungs or immune systems, just like my kid, my cystic fibrosis kid. But when I heard this, that the CDC was signing off on the COVID vaccine for the immunization schedule for all kids, for all schools... I thought it was a lie. Surely, it's got to be a conspiracy. Nope, it is real. And you just heard them approving that. Push back, people. Push back. Uh-uh. No more mini tyrants. Absolutely not. And it's not only a congressional and senatorial level. It's at your local level. Your county races. Your county judges. Your mayors making decisions at the local level. Which businesses to shut down. All, the, all those silly, stupid decisions. We learned a lot. We know who the bad guys are. Kick them out. Kick them all out of office. Early vote, first day of vote, Monday. Election day is November 8th. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash. Let me share with you a conversation I had with our Texas Governor, Greg Abbott. He wants to make sure you and your kids stay safe from all that fentanyl crap that's coming across the border, potentially killing millions of people. And, of course, those charter buses that he and his office, with contributions there, voluntary contributions they're paying for to get some of these illegal immigrants up to New York and wake our Democrats up up there so they wake up the White House. Go ahead, Phil. Governor Greg Abbott joining us again. One pill kills campaign. So tell me about that, Governor. Sergio, this is like one of the most catastrophic things we've ever seen, and that is this fentanyl that's flowing across the open border that Biden created. And uh, this two tiny milligrams of fentanyl is enough to kill someone. Uh, and it's been catastrophic in what has happened uh, in Texas as well as the United States. Uh, in Texas alone last year, almost 1,700 people lost their lives. In the United States, about 75,000 people lost their lives. Uh, for the ages of people between 18 and 45, fentanyl is now the leading cause of death. Texas is stepping up to try to do something about it because Joe Biden is not. Uh, and what we've done through the Texas law enforcement alone over the past year, we've seized enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in the entire United States of America. And so this is 
overflowing what the drug cartels are bringing into our state. Uh, and we are trying to uh, get it un- under control as much as possible. But let's go back. None of this would be needed if we had in place today uh, the same border security uh, strategies that we had in place just two and a half years ago. This is all on Joe Biden and his lack of border security. Do you think we're approaching the time when maybe, if, I don't know, at all schools and more buildings put some of those anti-fentanyl, anti-opiate, whether Narcan, is, is that what it's called, to try to save people's lives, maybe put it in, in, in more places as a result of how prolific this stuff is? It's, it seems to be all over the place. Right. And so this Narcan works extraordinarily effectively. Uh, I've talked with two law enforcement officers uh, that, that they were, uh, they, they pulled over a vehicle that had uh, drugs in it. They did not know that fentanyl was in the vehicle. And then uh, when, when when they were inspecting the drug, uh, they just encountered the fentanyl, uh, and it completely knocked them out, and they almost lost their lives. They were saved only because Narcan was available. So for one, we need to make sure that law enforcement officers who are potentially exposed to this on a- any particular day, uh, that they will have Narcan available to them. Then second, uh, we need to determine uh, other locations in the state of Texas where uh, people may uh, get exposed to or, or take a pill uh, that has uh, fentanyl on it and make sure that we have uh, Narcan available there. And so something that I strongly propose is for the state of Texas to provide the funding to provide Narcan uh, where it, it is needed and where it can be used. Uh, one quick thing, Sergio, that I didn't mention earlier, just so your audience understands, and that is the way that the fentanyl typically comes across, and that is the drug cartels will lace it onto another type of pill that looks like a pill that you would get at a pharmacy. And so people who take uh, this pill that looks like it comes from a pharmacy uh, take it innocently, not knowing that fentanyl is on there. Uh, And that's why it turns out that one pill can kill because someone takes a drug they have no idea they're taking fentanyl. And they they think they're purchasing a painkiller on the streets when it winds up being laced with, with this thing. And you talk about the the eternal painkiller. My goodness. Governor Greg Abbott, my guest right now. I understand you had a sit-down with a sheriff's group up in Corpus. How'd that go? What was all that about? Well, that actually is coming up this afternoon. I'm headed to okay. Corpus Christi uh, later on this afternoon and then down uh, once again to the RGV uh, later on tonight. Uh, I've been in Corpus Christi. I'm, I'm meeting with sheriff's uh, ranging from the Houston area all the way down to uh, the border area, where we're going to be talking about uh, ways and s- strategies uh, that we can try to do even more uh, as we try to hold the line uh, while Biden is opening up the border even more. And some of the stories that these local sheriffs are having to deal with, whether it be in uh, Victoria or even up in the Houston area or elsewhere, uh, is just extraordinary. You know, so some people... Uh, they just don't pay enough attention to the border, and they don't realize uh, how widespread this is. Uh, we have we have a sheriff uh, who's asking for additional mobile morgues uh, to put dead bodies in uh, because they have so many dead bodies they find in their county, and uh, they don't have any place to put them. Uh, this this the things that are taking place that you know the people in the rest of the country have no idea, and so it's just shocking when we hear Mayor Adams up in New York. Uh, complain when he gets uh, 10,000 migrants bus to a city, uh, and they are clueless about the dangers and hazards of this open border policies that we have to deal with every single day, and it's the sheriffs 
who are on the front line of trying to protect their communities uh, in dealing with the consequences of these open border policies. Governor Greg Abbott, our guest. Speaking of Mayor Eric Adams up in New York City, have you had a chance to speak with him? Maybe contemplated talking with him, say, hey man, this is a national problem. You're blaming the wrong guy. You're complaining to the wrong guy. You need to call the commander or so-called commander-in-chief. He's the one who opened up the borders. Uh, help me fix the border situation. Otherwise, you're going to get more buses. Have you maybe considered talking to him directly and saying, you got to go back to the root of the problem, and that's Joe Biden. So we have actually invited him to come down and see the border for himself firsthand. But uh, I will tell you this on along the lines of what you're talking about. Uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, has uh, repeatedly been reaching out to the White House asking for more help uh, and is is now doing exactly what you're talking about, saying, listen, this is a national issue. Get this. And so uh, Mayor Adams has, I don't know what the number is, maybe 15,000 migrants uh, so far, and, and they are demanding $1 billion for them to be able to respond to it. Now, listen, we deal with that many people in, in one or two days. Uh, if they get a billion dollars uh, for what they have to deal with, Texas should get that same amount with a couple of more zeros behind it uh, for Texas to be able to deal with it. But I, I'll tell you something else that came out uh, last week or two that was very interesting, and that is the uh, governor of New York and the governor of Illinois, where we're also uh, sending migrants up to Chicago, they are both asking the president of the United States, and they're both Democrats. They're both asking the president of the United States to get involved in this, uh, saying that this, this is a national problem and it needs a national solution, uh, which is exactly what it is. And to make sure your audience understands, the, the, the United States Constitution says that it's Congress that has the responsibility to pass laws concerning immigration. It's the president of the United States that has the responsibility to enforce those immigration laws. We have both the Congress that's failing to do its job, and we have the president failing to do its job. And it's just wrong. Uh, there has to be local sheriffs having to do their job. How goes the busing program? Are you getting any donations to help pay for these charter buses? I know you set that up you know, on your website some days back. We are, and I should have looked up that number before I called you, but uh, my recollection is uh, the, the last number I saw was something around $400,000. And so the, the numbers are beginning to add up uh, where we're getting donations. But remember this, uh, the amount that we're spending to bust these migrants up to New York and Chicago uh, is a drop in the bucket uh, compared to what it would cost to uh, deal with them uh, here in the state of Texas. And that's proven by the fact that with just... You know, ten or 15,000 uh, migrants up in New York, uh, they need a billion dollars to respond to it, uh, to take care of, of the education, the health care, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so it shows how extraordinarily expensive it is. And again, no one in these other parts of the United States that have not had to deal with this, they've never even understood how much it does cost uh, for these uh, open border policies. Right. Now they're learning what Texas is having to come out of pocket to spend to take care of all along. Governor Greg Abbott, my guess. You got Chicago, New York, D.C. You thinking about any other cities? Send these buses to? Oh, there, there's always more on the list. Remember this, and, and that is that the cities that we are sending them to are self-identified as sanctuary cities. And that means that they, they've advertised and, and promoted. Yeah, they want to help. Uh, that they're more than happy, well, happy to take in people like this. And so uh -huh. uh, we will be looking at others across the United States. More power to you, Governor. 
great idea. Congratulations on this program, and I hope it pays off. And you know, we got to wake up this country to this problem. Big hug and a kiss to Miss Sessi. Good to talk to you again, Governor. Take care. Miss Sessi being Cecilia Abbott, Governor Abbott's uh, wife. Beautiful family. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for our friend Dana Lash. Lord willing, she'll be back with us on Monday. Uh, you want to say hi, send any questions, comments? Uh, to me, you got to use the Twitter thing. Thank you, Elon Musk, for taking over Twitter. Uh, keep trying, brother. Make sure to close the deal. Uh, you need to say hi at Sergio Talk. Hey, guys, we know there's so much going on in the news, but don't worry because we're here to talk about all the things. The White House's pathetic new spin on inflation is that it would be worse under Republicans. And yay is disrupting the world of politics by going on all the talk shows and talking about anti-Semitism. Hey, it's the Chicks from the Chicks on the Right podcast. Download and subscribe to our daily podcast to hear us pick apart and pick on the news of the day. Politics to pop culture. Nobody's safe, but it's all fun. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, hug and a kiss, Dana, you and Chris. Thank you to everybody on the team for providing all the information. And, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, check out the podcast. The It's a condensed version of all this information this weekend. A big weekend for baseball. And I know for some of the affiliates, uh, you guys picking this up maybe Saturday and Sunday, but... You know, we'll, we'll more than likely learn early next week who's going to the World Series. And in my heart, it's the Astros. The, the Astros are over it in the Bronx this weekend against the Yankees. They're up 2, two nothing, And it's uh, the Padres. They're in, in Philly. So it's the Padres in Philly. They're tied 1-1. So for me, go Astros. Uh, information you really should know. Um, the federal overlords are controlling your money. Uh, allowing those of y'all who have 401k plans, yeah, you get to put $2,000 more in. It's because of inflation. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to save, save my own money, my own, my own earnings. And you'll hear more <laughs> distraction news like J6, the completely partisan committee. They've they've subpoenaed Trump. So that's some of the news of the day. Thank you for joining us. Say hello at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Have a wonderful weekend. This is The Dana Show.